Jeez. I don't it know. Works. I don't know what was going on there. I actually, I tried to use my phone just because I, um, you know, I always forget to charge the iPad because the kids are always using it. And that's what I've been using the whole time. But uh, I don't know what was going on. I've got these stupid headphones plugged in and I don't know if it, I feel like it was almost just like a loose connection or something, but then I had to go back to the iPod. Sorry about all that run around. What you doing? Ah, oh, man, I am, uh, it's an exciting morning. I'm on my way over to Destin to get a new paddleboard. Oh, do some supping? Yeah, I'm going to go buy one from a guy on the old Craigslist. Oh, really? With some kind yeah. of good deal? You flipping it? You, is it for yeah, personal yeah. use? It's going to be a flip. It's going to be a flip. It's something that I, I would like to have. But I don't need it, so I'm gonna flip it. It was just too good a deal. It was, got in there when I needed to. It was a good, good thing. Good thing. Nice. What kind of margins you gonna make on this thing? Well, I think. I mean, I you know haven't been able to lay my real eyeballs on it, but based on the pictures, it looks like it's in really good condition. Okay. And um, I think I should be able to uh, get five hundred bucks for it. Pretty nice. Easy. Yep. Nice. And, uh, yeah. It should be. Uh, should be a pretty easy double up. Nice, man. Well, yeah. that's awesome. And and at 500 bucks, it'll be a tremendous value to whoever gets it to. So um, certainly not Perfect. a gadget. Yeah, based on everything I can tell, it's about an $800 board um, new. Of course, it's not new, but I still think at 500 bucks, it's a tremendous value to somebody. Sounds like a win-win. Yep, it's a YOLO board. So, I mean, it's name brand. It's as, it's as Gucci as boards get, you know, between Boat and YOLO. That's the... The high end on the market down here. So YOLO is a high end stand up paddleboard for those that don't know. Yep, it is indeed. YOLO. I mean, this, it's unfortunate. Did this coin, I know. Yeah. Did this? Did that coincide with that whole phraseology popping up a couple of years ago, <laughs> it, or what? It, it dropped uh, just before it, in, in a way really? that I can't imagine how disappointed the YOLO stand up paddleboard folks were. Um. Yeah, it just couldn't have. Been, yeah, then the shirt craze happened, and the, yeah, it was something. But I mean, yeah, they make beautiful boards. This is a nice inflatable. So, yeah, yep. Now, did they happen to? I mean, is it named for the same thing, or is it like you know somebody's last name and a couple other words tucked in there, or is, does yep. it really just mean you only live once, paddleboard company? As as far as I know, that is it. It is you only live once. Stand up paddleboard subs. Yep, you got it. Well, well, look, I wish you luck on the flip. That's all yeah, I man. can say. Thanks, thanks. I think it Gotta should be a pretty a big good deal. One. Yeah, spring's coming around. It's a yeah, you know, it's the getting to be that time of season for folks to get back out on the water and, and go have a good time. Now that is cool. And where you at again? Where'd you say you're heading? Uh, right now, I'm on Okaloosa Island, heading east out to Destin, Florida, uh, down 30 A way, Walton County. For the folks that like to travel to the beach, I headed down 30 Yeah, meet the guy at his shop, and you know, I brought my I brought my uh, my inflatable with the pump and everything. So we'll pump it up, make sure it holds air, and if everything looks good, wow, yeah, you've got a couple hundred bucks, and throw the board back in the car, head out. Nice. Now we better remind people who you are. Sure. Yep. This is round three of a casual round with myself, Tyler Searle, and my good buddy and producer. Austin Schrader. What up? And who are you again? What are you doing? Yep, Tyler Searle with uh, the Chase of the Chains Tour, Latitude 64 RV oh, yeah. at the time. And um, right now we're right in the middle of the South of 64 series, doing our southern state swing here in the middle of the winter. And, uh, yeah, I just disc golf is going strong down south. 
Uh, that is something I've been wondering about. Uh, chasing the chains. Who came up with that? And is that, you know, uh, for some reason, I guess maybe I thought that was just something like, say, last year. But is that an ongoing thing? What is ex- what exactly uh, is Chasing the Chains? The Chasing the Chains tour brand was started six years ago, maybe seven years oh. ago with uh, Steven Story. He is our uh, franchise store owner in Dallas, Texas. Um, oh, OK. Yep. And Steve, he went on tour. He was like he started the started the store in Texas and also went on tour at the same time. He was our first, like, you know, what you would call a year-round traveler. Um, that RV that he took off in is now out of commission at Transmission and Engine Blue last summer. So it's it's done, but it's been retired. But, yeah, just, I, you know, I toured in that vehicle. He toured in that vehicle for years. Um, Matt Lloyd uh, from Arkansas toured in that vehicle for years, and it blew up on Matt last uh, summer for the final – the final go. As they were driving or what? Yep, yep. I can't I can't remember exactly where he broke down, but yep, he was driving that one when it exploded on him. Matt Matt wow. had a, several breakdowns over the years. It's been it's been rough for him. It might be a, might be fun to bring Matt on sometime and have him just deliver us his top three most unfortunate occurrences there because they are they're pretty phenomenal. He, he he's had some uh like one time he ran over a tire and all of the under the RV plumbing exploded. And he, it was like his first day on the road. Oh my gosh. This guy was in like DC and he jumped out of his RV and like ran and collected all of the poop covered pieces of plastic that were all over the interstate interstate. He was like frogger dodging cars. It was unreal. Unreal. The the driver or another person, the driver, I, the, oh, Matt, my. Yeah, our RV driver. He like was so nervous that he did something wrong. He wanted to reclaim all that debris on the road to see if it could be sure. fixed. Yeah, and then he was just covered in poo. Just covered. Oh, oh, man. oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I would have never done that. I mean, that's Hall of Fame status right there. Bro, he's got this man. My man is, uh, he, like, he is, he's famous for going into strange places to do things. Like, he, he's the kind of guy that'll just strip all of his clothes off and go swimming for Frisbees. All that good stuff. Don't you call that squidding? Yep, that's or a squid. Being a squid? That's a squid. Wow. He's a classic squid. And he's is a... he still is he still working? Or yeah, like yeah. You see yep, yep. He, works, okay. he, works, he works for DD. He's, uh, he just started his own franchise store in Arkansas. Oh. Uh, I believe he's in Rogers. Rogers, Arkansas, like north, far, far northwest uh, Arkansas. Beautiful country up there. Yep. So he's got himself a store, and uh, they got an RV at the location. Well, he does, you know. I don't know. He might do 20, 20 stops, you know, remote stops, travel around. But right now, his store is his main focus, and it's a nice little area for sure. Now that tell me how that works, actually. So Dynamic Discs is a a big company. I mean, where would you say Dynamic? You know, in, in the in in the scheme of things, where does Dynamic Discs sit as you know a disc golf company? I mean, it's. I, I I say we're the second largest you know distributor in the world. With oh, the, in the world. Yeah, you got Innova, then you've got you know what we do here in in North America. Being the distributor for three brands really helps. You know, having you know Latitude, Dynamic Discs, and then Westside Discs all under our distribution umbrella. You know, kind of pumps our numbers up maybe a little bit. But you know, on the disc golf side, you've got us, uh, Innova, Discraft. You know, has made this huge resurgence as you know. Uh, with the Paul Macbeth signing and a few other 
notable signings, Paul Udleberry and a couple, a couple other high-profile athletes. They, they really, like a phoenix from the ashes, have reintroduced themselves to the disc golf world who had kind of maybe put them on the back burner over the last several years. Well, so they're, they're, they're come roaring back in. So that's a lot to unpack. So I didn't know. Now, that's not necessarily something I know. I mean, look, uh, I want to remind the millions of people listening that I'm actually really new to the disc golf world. And so you're saying, so disc craft, can you give us a little bit of primer on them? Like, Hey, did you drive into the ocean? I think, um, I think the government has a bubble around the United States Coast Guard station right there. Oh, yeah, I was talking and I was like, you know what? It's real quiet. And I thought I drove past the Coast Guard station. So, uh, Oh, is that what it, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The NSA has got it on lockdown right there. Wow. I, you know, I, I thought, well, maybe it's me, but there's no way. Yep. So where did I drop out? That was a really long-winded story anyway. Oh, my gosh. Did you tell the whole thing? I probably did. Well, uh, let's see. You know what? Where you dropped off was right in the beginning. So I'd just ask you about uh, Discraft and where, what the origins of uh, that sure. business were. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, let's run it back. Maybe I'll be better. Might be worse. We'll see what we get. Um, Round it. Take, take two. Take, take two. Take two. Uh, so Discraft, they've been making Frisbees for a super long time, like an actual Frisbee. Okay. Um, when you and I were buying Frisbees in high school, we were buying Discraft Ultra Stars. So they've oh. been making Frisbees for an extremely long time. Now, um, okay, so wait, let me, let me just ask them. So, uh, so were they part of the Whammo brand? Were they part of, or, you know, was it, or were they always a standalone company? They weren't Whammo. I don't know. Like this, was, I'm driving, or I'd Google it to figure out the actual date when they started. They were not Whammo, though. Whammo was a toy oh, company. Oh, okay. I just wanted to to yeah. make sure that it wasn't some kind of combined thing, and that was the name brand of something. So, okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, they've been making you know discs for a long, long time. Uh, for the longest time, it was just you know the the big boys were going to be your Innova, um, Discraft, and then DGA was also a, a larger brand. Um, you know that's your Steady Ed uh, uh, Disc Golf Association kind of deal so they were making discs too uh smaller by a long way than innova and discraft but they were you know that was it that was that's who you had so discraft was huge absolutely huge uh for years and years and years you know that's what when i when i started playing discraft or disc golf i was throwing discraft discs you know most of our staff was throwing a lot of discraft because eric mccade you know was our kind of flagship athlete 2010 world champ and he was throwing discraft sponsored by discraft and so, you know, like all of our stuff would just be handy downs from Emac. And that's where we got our discs was just his, you know, his burner stuff that he was done with. So we were all throwing disc craft and, you know, 2012 rolls around and we start working with Latitude and kind of shook up that side and really shook up the industry with our, you know, with our aggressive entry into the market. Uh, it changed a lot of things, changed a lot of people's bags. And um, it kind of and just... Now, what was aggressive about it? That's an interesting statement because Dynamic Discs has, you know, they've really come on the scene in the last couple of years. Like you say, you're number two player. So what were some of these aggressive tactics that you were using? Um, in, in the, you know, we, we came into to disc golf with a business mindset, I guess, would probably be where the, the business aggression comes from. I mean, my brother and I entered with a corporate background. You know, Jeremy was a, a business, you know, business degree background. And so we, we came into it as business. We didn't come into it as this was, you know, we enjoyed playing a this hobby. Golf. 
yeah. but this wasn't our hobby that we were trying to just kind of make our hobby. We were trying to really build a business. So, okay. And that's, we were aggressive in our, in our methods. You know, we, we attacked media. We were, you know, one of the first to really dive into Adam and I, you know, Adam's background. We had, he was able to aggressively get it at that, you know, pay per click with the Google AdWords and Google AdSense. Oh. You know, when Gary V talks about that, that CPM, you know, back in the old days with, you know, wine library, we were in the same spot. I mean, it was cheap before we were going dark. So we were very aggressive in that really kind of changed things there. We were aggressive in the sense that we were the first company to have a dedicated media team that was marketing our athletes and products. And just, you know, we just really, we came at it from a, maybe a different viewpoint than uh, okay. previous, previous brands had. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. I just uh, wanted some clarification. No, yeah, that's fine. So yeah, so Discraft was huge. And um, yeah, that's, that's, you guys for a little bit of background, there's a, a little snapshot and, you know, if people ever have questions or anything, you know, uh, that's kind of like uh, I'm happy to answer them to the best of my knowledge. At least I'm no, I'm no disc golf historian by any means, but I've kind of just, you know, lived through a little bit of it here. The last kind of the growth spurt, which will probably in the future be defined as a different, as a changing of the, of the sport generation, you know, kind of, I've been lucky enough to be a part of that. You really have. It seems like there's been just such tremendous growth over the last bunch of years and look, I mean, as far as my view, you, the hardest working man in disc golf, I mean, you've helped to bring a lot of that change. You've helped to bring a lot of these new people to the game. And uh, I still think that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. I, I do too. Like, you know, I enjoy being out there. It's the, it's the parks and the people for me, man. That's what I say every time. I love meeting the people and seeing them happy to be out there enjoying, enjoying themselves and then being outside and just and taking it all in. That's, that's my favorite part. Well, so speaking of that, uh, let's see. I think you had some action this last weekend. Uh, I think what a small tournament. I forget the name, but I remember that uh, it was on some kind of military base and that it was uh, a tournament that you look forward to every year, if I can remember correctly. It was. Yeah, man, it was great. We had a great week. We had a great day Saturday. Awesome, man. Um, oh, okay. Full Good. field. We had to turn away, I think, uh, seven people that showed up Good. to try to get in. It Good problem total- to have. Yep, totally packed. That's uh, three events in a row that have been completely sold out with a wait list. So it's exciting to see people excited, you know. I know people up north just wish they could play disc golf, and we're turning them away down here because there's just there's too much, you know, not enough golf to go around. But we uh, had a great day, got out there at 6.30, got set up. My boy uh, Scott Watson showed up and, to help me unpack and unload, and we got everything. Is that a local, uh, yep. local guy? Yep, just a local fella, you know, one of, one of the local family. You know, they come out in droves, you know, that's just, this is an interesting event being on an air force base. It's a little harder, you know, civilians can't just go. You have to have some way to get on base and some kind of clearance. Yep. You got to have a, a, you know, an escort, bring you on someone that has, you know, base access that can bring you on as their guest. Um, luckily we had access to a bus. So Eric, who works for the Eglin, the air force outdoor rec, uh, there, he took the bus outside the gates and people were able to meet him with the bus and then he could get them in. So that was helpful by, you know, for sure. Sure. And we, yeah, we got him, we got everybody in there. We had a a full field and uh, it was great weather. It was cool. Like it was that course is, it's kind of like when we were at Maximo Austin down there in St. Pete, it's right Mm -hmm. on the bay and the, and the wind was blowing out the north and the, the course is on the south side of the base. So the wind, the wind was coming right off the water. 
So it was pretty cool. And um, it was probably in the 50s in the morning. The wind did lay down and it was absolutely gorgeous um, in the afternoon, you know, like 60, 65, uh, no wind, bright sun, just I took a picture of the basket on the beach, man. It was, it was nice. We had a great time. Um, you know, ODR provided lunch. I think we had a total event value of over 200%, um, which is huge. Everybody had a great time. It was, it was a good day. Good day. We were out of there. I think I was back at the house at three Oh five. Oh my, always nice. And yep. that's after two rounds, two rounds, two rounds and wow. lunch. Yep. We had lunch, nice. two rounds. It was a great day. Great day. And then, and then go ahead. I was just saying, then of course, you know, had the, friends in town from Tallahassee so we just built a fire and sat around the fire and just had a really nice Saturday evening Sunday went out paddleboarding Sunday morning or tried to go watch the sunrise but it was we had pretty good cloud cover and no sun and but it was just you know getting on the water is a good thing to do and got on the water and just went down to the beach on Sunday afternoon surf was up watched some guys surfing oh really on the beach yeah just relaxing great, great did weekend. you ever do that did you, did you ever Try or learn I tried or one time. I tried one time with some of our guys. Um, you know, we were working with down at the water sports. I had I got a board, you know, just secondhand had a board given to me and um went out with one of the tropical storms when the surf was actually up. We very rarely have surfable surf. It's uh you know like ten days a year and you gotta hit it just right kind of deal. But uh the day I went out it was like a washing machine. I got my tail handed to me repeatedly. Um Almost got up, we'll say a couple times, and then I, I'd had enough. It was, uh, I was cashed. Yeah. Yeah, that surfing's tough. Yeah. I mean, I would certainly try it again if I were ever in a location like a, you know, Hawaii or Australia, somewhere that had like some nice clean waves. Ours are just so messy. And, you know, it's just, I'm not interested in getting back out there at this point. I'll just stick to my paddle board and fishing and enjoy those guys and enjoy it. Hey, nothing wrong with that, man. Yep. Um, I think it is time for our first special guest. What do you think, Tyler? Holy cow, is this happening? I think so. Lloyd, are you on the line? Uh, I am on the line. Can you hear me? Oh my gosh, loud and clear, clear, my friend. Oh, what? Are are you in a recording booth right now, Lloyd? (laughs) Uh, I'm actually in an old Coca-Cola bottling plant in Georgia right now. What? What for? (laughs) Uh, I am uh, in the area helping uh, do some disaster relief work uh, from the hurricane that hit uh, some four months ago. Oh, my gosh. Now, let's uh, let's put a little uh, context here. Lloyd Wiema has uh, has checked in with us. And Lloyd is the most interesting man in training. Uh, We met Lloyd. What I guess that's been a month or so ago down there at the Tokabaga Games in uh, St. Pete, Florida. And he was down there to do the tournament. Uh, what other introduction? Lloyd, you want to take it away? Uh, sure, sure, I guess. A brief summary <laughs> of some crazy things that I've done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've known, I, I, I've known uh, sometimes as uh, the Lloyd of the Burpee. Uh, I did three days of burpees once for a world record. Uh, I did uh, 24 hours of burpees once before. Uh, so I'm known a lot for, for being uh, the burpee guy out in the world. Uh, Lloyd, Lloyd, how many burpees did you do on that three-day challenge? It was something, <laughs> it was a ridiculous number. Uh, 9,480. 
Yeah. And, and, and I know there's going to be people out there saying, well, that's only 9,000 over three days. That's not that many. Austin and I did the Yeah, math, right. It was, it was over – well, Austin, you remember? It was like 100 and something an hour. Well, yeah. No, what, what is it? You're doing two a minute, I think. Didn't, isn't that the number we saw? Like something like 130 yeah, it's in about an hour. 137 burpees an hour. Yeah, yeah okay. it's, it's, a, it's a burpee every 30 seconds nonstop for three days. That's, that's the uh, <laughs> when you When you put it that way, it's – that's you know now all the, all the doubters and naysayers they just immediately say okay okay that's that's <laughs> amazing it's amazing so, so sorry to interrupt you there Lloyd but that is I just wanted to make sure everyone understood how incredible the feat that was because when you kind of just gloss over it, you're like okay three days that's all right <laughs> but when you really get the math it's pretty pretty impressive and it set a new world record I mean we need yep. to yep. you know people need to understand I mean this is a world record holder and that let, we're on the phone with right now l- let me add a little something for Lloyd because Lloyd's incredible and he's got a ton of highlights that he could give us but Lloyd is also a disc golfer like Lloyd your PDGA number is in the 11,000s right uh thir- I think 13,000 13,000 like, 13, like 098 or something is yep. that number so, and Tyler, tell people what that means. I mean, I mean that number is low. The time that I was on the road, I, you know, I started to realize quickly that, that these PDGA numbers, they mean a lot to certain people. Yep. And so, yep. so Lloyd has been part of the uh, PDGA uh, uh, Pro Disc Golf Association since when? Like the late 90s, I, I yeah, thought you 19, said, right? I believe I joined in 1997. Woo! Yeah, uh, and so it, I, I was actually pretty good back in the '90s, uh, and then I took uh, I took a hiatus to go do all these other things, and and thought I'd just step right back in and and be awesome, um, which is not necessarily the case. Uh, <laughs> but, well, people have gotten pretty good over the years. Uh, yeah. Not practicing, yeah. not practicing for twenty years isn't a great strategy. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you were mastering the burpee others were mastering the art of disc golf indeed indeed <laughs> well so, and that's and that's a neat part of this so yeah sorry go ahead Tyler. lloyd so did you just come back into disc golf and jump right back into like that's what it sounds like in the usdgc last year was that like did you just decide to come back last year uh pretty close i played in a tournament in uh 2016 uh, so I played in one tournament in Michigan in 2016, uh, had like ordered uh, a disc off of like eBay uh, just to have one because I had I didn't even have a disc uh, and went and played in a tournament there. Uh, and then last year I had planned to play a few more tournaments, but I only played uh, I only played three times uh, before the world championships. Yeah, that's and this is where a lot of the audience is going to be like light bulb. <laughs> so, so Ulti World and the PDGA ran a story about you during Worlds last year, correct? Correct. Yeah, and that was that's where I mean that's when we met in January. I was like, oh my gosh, you're you're the guy. You're this the is guy. the guy. Yes, this is awesome. So tell everybody that 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 uh, World story, maybe Lloyd, just give them a snapshot of what that experience was like coming back. Probably not even really. I mean, you certainly not knowing all of the guys that were there, but maybe knowing some of the very top names, but even just being on that stage with those guys, what that was like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the world championships is definitely the, I, I mean, that's the highest stage in disc golf. 
uh, names from all over the world. Of, I think there were six different countries represented. Uh, so it wasn't just, uh, you know, a bunch of people from the U.S. saying this is the world championships. There were some uh, contenders from all over. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, there's a few names that I know, but there's, there's really not a lot of people that I remember from the late 90s uh, uh, hanging out <laughs> sure. there. Uh, yeah. So it was a it was a good experience just to get to, uh, you know, meet a few people. Uh, my first the first event I did there was actually the mini disc golf skills tournament there. Uh, and uh, I got paired up with uh, Matt Dollar, actually, hey! who uh, finished second. I actually just played. He was on my card uh, Saturday. I played in a tournament in Griffin. Georgia. Uh, so we got to cross paths there again. That's awesome. Dollar's a cool cat. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a pretty cool guy. He's much Great. better at mini disc golf than I am, too. Like I, can throw, <laughs> like I can throw a mini disc golf uh, disc like as far as he can throw a regular disc. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. He can throw a mini wow. like 400 feet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's he is a savant in the art of the strange, much as the way you embrace all things in life. He is, I mean, I, when I ran into him last, uh, I think it was probably into last summer, he was like, man, I'm working on my juggling. And I was like, okay. He's like, I just get bored. You know, it's going to have something to do. So he's working on his juggling. Like you said, he, he loves all of the flying disc games. Like he runs tournaments in Georgia with all types of different flying discs. So that's, oh. I'm really happy that you were able to uh, connect with Matt. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I've run into a few people. Like, I ran into you uh, down at the, uh, the tournament there in Florida. Uh, I believe I will see you in person again this weekend. Yeah, you're going to – are you back at St. Pete? Uh, I am coming down to St. Pete, yes. Nice, nice. Yeah, we had spoken a little bit about, like, that, I think, uh, you know, when we were together last month. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm leaving Thursday. And then you would even message me about perhaps coming over to see Paige uh, Bjerkus and Grady Shoe tomorrow in Fort Walton. Is that out now that you're up in Georgia? Sounds like you're pretty no, far north. No, uh, I will be there as well. I'm making that drive uh, tomorrow, so you will get to see my pretty face tomorrow. Excellent, man. Oh, oh wow. Excellent. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Very and cool. And then uh, Vegas is next week, uh, the national tour. I'll be out I'll be out there as well. Holy cow. You're flying. You're flying to Vegas, yes, right? I, yes, I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. wow. That's awesome. That's because, like, Paige and Grady, they're, st- they're driving over from Jacksonville today, and then they'll be here tomorrow for the event, and then they're going to Vegas. So, I mean, for you to be in St. Pete this weekend and getting to Vegas is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That is really, really cool. So Now, I, I, yeah, now I, inter- to- I interrupted, you know, Lloyd telling us the, the – the you know the Lloyd of the Burpee the you know one of the stories that Austin and I had told almost everyone after we met you down there was like you know the week before we we were introduced you were in Lake Placid doing the skeleton and the luge and all this ridiculous <laughs> thing yeah. and you were headed to Cleveland to do an air guitar show so let everybody know a little bit more about some of your some of your uh, travels and and interests there Lloyd Oh, yeah, some of the others. So uh, I do have a, uh, a, a character I play called Stonehenge. Uh, Stonehenge is the world's most famous air guitarist. 
<laughs> he, he is not the world's best air guitarist, uh, but the world's most famous. Uh, Very sometimes, cool. Sometimes people get that mixed up. Uh, but uh, I travel around and uh, compete for uh, compete in the U.S. air guitar uh, competitions. Uh, so oddly enough, it is a it's a it's considered a professional sport. Uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated came out to the uh, U.S. championships in New York uh, back in August. Uh, every year, the world championships for that are held in Finland. Uh, oh, my. So, yeah, so I rock the air guitar sometimes. Uh, I went up, uh, as you mentioned, I did uh, bobsledding uh, as well as the skeleton luge in Lake Placid at the Olympic Center. Um, now, one thing I was curious about that, uh, are, is anybody allowed? Can you just go up, pay some money, you, sign a waiver, and head down the skeleton? Oddly enough, yes. Nice. Uh, nice. Can. There are, nice. like, specific limitations based upon, like, height and, and weight Okay. Uh, for you to go there. Uh, it, there is some limited time, but somebody can go up there. And uh, get an opportunity to ride in a uh, bobsled, uh, and then you can also do the uh, the skeleton. Uh, you got to be a little adventurous in the skeleton because it's just you uh, sliding down a big uh, tube of ice, <laughs> holding on to a little metal sled. Wow! <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine. I don't know. I don't know if I can raise the courage to do that. And they probably don't let you do it if you you are inebriated or under any. any oh, yeah, uh... of course. They don't want you. To, yeah, you don't want to be drinking before you uh, you get out there. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, so yeah, air guitarist, luge rider, disaster relief. Like you do a lot of disaster relief work, right? I do. Yeah. Um, so anytime that I'm not doing some other uh, crazy weird adventure thing, I'm spending my time helping out. Uh, in disaster response. So about 200 days each year, I'm somewhere doing uh, doing just that. So hence how you caught me right now in, uh, in Georgia. Uh, last week I was in uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, oh, okay. Out there. So I, uh, you know, I mean, I get a little bit out of it too because I get to travel all over, uh, meet some people, help out. Because you were you were actually with the fires in California last fall, weren't you? I believe I saw maybe a picture, or we talked about that, perhaps. Uh, there was uh, so I I can go out with the uh, I can go fight wildland firefighters, or, or I am a wildland firefighter, so I can go fight uh, some fires. Uh, I don't typically get uh, to do that. Uh, most of my time, unfortunately, is spent. Uh, messing around on a computer uh, but I've done some recovery work afterwards so helping gotcha. out uh, with some, some chainsaw work for local communities or uh, we might go sift through some uh, some of the ashes to help try to find some some valuables that, that people um, oh. may, have, may have lost there that, that we can sometimes be able to find something like, uh, you know, like wedding rings or oh, wow. uh, old, you know, old, anything that might actually survive. Uh, we go out there and try to try to get anything we can for, for 
for somebody whose whose house has been uh, completely completely destroyed. Well, Do you no. have any examples? Is there you know is there something that you've come across that that was just absolutely precious and priceless to somebody, and you're able to you know get that back to them? Uh, it's definitely happened a lot. Uh, one of I think one of the most interesting stories we had take place once was a, a tornado. Uh, there was this kid who had lost like his uh, baseball card collection. Ah, and uh, a tough one. yeah, the team had found the box still intact, like three miles away from his from his house. Wow! <laughs> and because he had just told them about it, uh, that he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I lost this," and and they happened to find it, and we're able to give it back to him. Uh, crazy like who would have thought you would ever been able to find uh this box of this box of cards so there's plenty yeah, of other, tiny pieces of paper <laughs> yeah there's plenty of other stories like that and sometimes it's sometimes it's anything really uh, i was in south carolina once uh helping this person after a flood and uh we were able to save like it was like their uh, ice cream, uh, ice cube maker. Uh, <laughs> so like you could make ice cubes that were like in the shape of like a chicken or something. I don't even remember what the, <laughs> the actual shape was, but like this is something that may have only cost like two dollars to buy, uh, but we're able to, you know, get it up out of the mud or whatever, clean it off. Sure. And the person was just ecstatic. Uh, because you know, they had gotten it from their grandparents or something, so the sure. sentimental value there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, means very a, cool. Means very a lot. And now this storm that you are currently dealing with, well, obviously that you know the hurricane was huge. You know the impact is just amazing. And if you've been to Panama City Beach or people that are listening have seen like the Mexico City Beach footage, this is going to be years of rebuild. Like, are you done with the Gulf Coast now, or uh, you're no. up in the north or? Um, uh, the one group that I've been uh, there helping out is at least going to be there another two weeks. Uh, but as you said, it's going to take a, it's it's going to take a real long time uh, to recover uh, from from that storm. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of damage in that area. You might not see it on the news out there, but if you drive down there now, even it looks like it looks like it just happened last week, mm-hmm. not not four months ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, um, you know, to kind of pull it back in, I've got, you know, living here in Fort Walton. Tyler, are you driving through some kind of, yeah, are you driving through some kind of weird spot? (laughs) Tyler's a robot right now. Yeah, all of a sudden. No, you're back. You're back. Okay. Yeah, it's it's um it's kind of, yeah I'm down here. <coughs> you're out again. <laughs> All right, you carry on, Lloyd, and I will find a better signal. I'll turn it around. <laughs> so, Lloyd, the one the thing that I'm curious about is what uh, made you decide to pick this life of you know more adventure. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. I think the Stats are that 85% of the people out there in the world hate their job. And so you are very much somebody that, uh, you know, you see, you, you like, or at least you seem to like the work that you do. And then you take the money, 
I would imagine from the work that you do to help um, fund, you know, basically what has become the, the most interesting man in training, um, training. And so why is it that you chose to live a life like that when so many people, um, you know, they need the structure and they don't want to do the adventure and they just want to do what the boss tells them? Yeah, uh, so I would say that one of the things I've heard a lot in life is, is from people who retire is they wish they would have done all of these things throughout their life rather than now they can't do them when they're retired because they're just old. Uh, you know, not, <laughs> not saying that when you get old, you get broken, but a lot of times that's usually what people will say, like, now that I'm 85 years old, I can't get out and uh, run around like I, I could have when I was younger. I wish I would have done sure. this younger. Uh, so, so why wait so long in life to uh, do some of the things you want or end up at a, a, a job you don't like, right? If you're not happy, uh, go somewhere that makes you happy. Uh, so I do uh, actually give most of my stuff away. Uh, but I do have some people that uh, like to toss some, some funds my way to make these adventures uh, happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I do have a few, uh, what you would say, sponsors. You know, yeah, I saw you got another new sponsor just the other day, actually, huh? Uh, I did, yeah. So uh, there's the... Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second, Lloyd. Tyler, what's going on over there? I'm listening to Lloyd's incredible story now, so you just travel. I'm good. Okay. So, it's, yeah. It, it sounded like you were getting beat no, up in the RV. Too. I mean, I know you would I know you would have been the one beating people up, but, dude, it sounded like something was going on in there. <laughs> good. We're good. All right, you good? Back you back? Yep. Yep, I got okay, back on Okay, good. All right. There we go, Lloyd. Yeah, so the Jolly Scholar Brewing Company uh, just uh, started uh, backing me here. So, and is this a connection? Now, now tell somebody, you know, your your life is achievable by you know getting some sponsorship sometimes. And we're all, you know, even this podcast, it would be nice to get sponsors. So, Lloyd, how did you go out and and get this sponsor? Uh, well, I've known some people. Uh, so that's, you know, it, I guess I would say uh, friends are a good place to start. Okay. Of, of people you know, of business owners. Um, the, you, can, you can obviously go with uh, the, typical, the typical disc golf, uh, you know, disc, disc golf disc makers of uh, the typical sponsors we see out there, right? Uh, sure. Uh, Innova, um, uh, Discraft, uh, Vibram. Uh, you, you'll see the, uh, you know, they're, they're what I would say are probably like the main sponsors in the PDGA. Uh, and I've decided to sort of chase after uh, the non- uh, the non-typical disc golf, uh, kind of like, I, I'm kind of pulling in a little bit of like NASCAR in there. 
you know, where, where I'm the car uh, and you've got a bunch of uh, sponsors that don't have really anything to do with the actual sport, but it brings in, it brings in, uh, you know, some new, new spectators into the sport. Uh, sure. Spreads mm-hmm. out that, uh, just sort of the awareness, right? Uh, Correct. So... The same sponsorship dollar, which is easier for you. You know, you're choosing to choose a brand maybe that's not just saturated within the sport, which is nice as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. And, uh, you know, that's one thing. I even brought it up this weekend, uh, despite the fact that uh, I'm, I'm not doing very well on the course uh, right now. Uh, it's nice to, to bring in some some money into the sport that is inevitably rewarding some of these, uh, some of these athletes who are, are just amazing disc golfers. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, it, both the men and the women, uh, the cool thing last year about the world championships about, uh, you know, being on the bottom card was I got to chase uh, right behind the female top card the whole time. So I got a front row seat. Uh, to the the women's you know the women's finals uh, that's that's who I was behind the whole time there that's uh, cool. and I think at one point in time I saw one of the ladies on the tee just like fall over uh, and still throw like 350 yard drive or 350 feet sorry uh, 350 yard drive would have been ridiculous but, um, <laughs> but it was like oh my gosh uh, that's 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 amazing that you know you tripped and fell and we're still able to get this this great this great throw off uh so you know they 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 deserve the they deserve to take my money is is basically uh uh what what i uh put out this this weekend uh uh so i'm i'm happy to see the the sport advance uh, I know because I suck that uh, there's there's some people that uh, are, are are haters a little bit of like uh, you know uh, how do you fin- uh, I like to use the Happy Gilmore quote of uh, you know how do you finish uh, dead last yeah you had a good day though <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. uh, uh, so, I love it I mean I I don't necessarily <laughs> want to say I'm the happy Happy Gilmore of disc golf. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I had the 400-yard drive uh, that uh, Happy had, um, but I like, you know, I like to see that that I'm bringing in uh, some some different spectators into the sport, different sponsors into the sport, uh, and a, uh, a, a just a, a fun-loving attitude. Uh, I love chatting with people on the course. Um, Actually, uh, the tournament down uh, the Southwest Florida Open, uh, there was an individual who uh, followed, followed our card around, the first round card. Uh, he was from Finland uh, and just happened to be in town. And he's like, I wanted to see some professional disc golf. Uh, so he followed us around. I gave him uh, a couple of stickers. Uh, I've got my little uh, Praise the Lloyd stickers. Uh, so toss them out a little bit of swag, uh, you know, anybody who's willing to come out and be a fan and watch, there's a good chance that I'm going to give you like a free disc, uh, a t-shirt. Uh, I've seen what people do for t-shirts. 
And are you saying that uh, people need to step up their game when it comes to T-shirts or? Uh, no, I'm not saying anybody needs to step up their game. I'm just saying that uh, if you find me out on the course, there's a good chance you might get some uh, free stuff from me. Oh, okay. Because I thought maybe, you know, because something that I'm trying to, to, or that I was taking a look at is, um, you know, some of these vendors and, and some of these uh, small companies that add their designs, add their T-shirts, add their discs, um, you know, to this sport. And uh, so, no, I just thought maybe... Uh, you were talking about that, you know, better graphics or something in particular. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I mean, there's some really cool designs. Uh, there's, uh, there's a couple of groups, uh, you know, if they're selling something, I like to visit. I love to visit the vendors that are on site. Uh, it's nice to show up at a tournament and have the option to, to you know, to buy some stuff. The, the small groups of people, you know, the individuals, uh, out there trying to sell some of their artwork stuff of i'll I'll stop by and 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 buy a patch or a sticker from somebody definitely uh, support the local guys indeed indeed and I was actually so glad uh you know i I'm actually looking at my praise the Lloyd sticker uh right now in fact, and so I think that's a great promotional tool. And it's, you know, it's had me thinking about uh, doing, doing the same, you know, just something to be able to hand somebody. Yeah. Well, I will say Tyler gave me a disc uh, when I saw him. Uh, and right now I'm 100% with that disc. I have yet to miss in a tournament with it. Uh, it's a putter. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's left my hand about 30 times now, and it always makes it in the basket. Hey, I like it. I yeah. like it. I, I don't just, think that I've run got, with that. I don't think I've thrown it more than about six inches away from the pin, but uh, you know it still goes in every time. That's exactly right. And this, yeah. it, I mean, if we keep this up, Lloyd, this could never miss for you. Yeah. This could be the disc. That, just a arrow in your quiver of awesomeness that has never not gone in. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. That's good stuff, gentlemen. Yeah. Now, uh oh, how about this? I think Lloyd, you're still on the line, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. I'm, I'm not driving. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm in one location. Tyler's uh, moving across the, the country right now. Well, how about this? Let's. Uh, well, one, I, Lloyd, I really appreciate you calling in. Uh, this has been great, man. We, you know. I'm a big fan of yours ever since I met you. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to chime back in, uh, talk about some things on this podcast that we're trying to do. Um, let's cut it here, and then I'll figure out, you know, stitching this stuff together and seeing what was up with our audio. Um, but, man, if you'd be down in the future, uh, you know, I've got your number, and, and uh, you know, if you'd be down for, you know, some updates or something in the future, uh, that'd be awesome. I'm just glad to talk to you again, man. Oh, yeah, man, for sure. Uh, anytime. You've got my number. Uh, sure do. I'm a friendly person. I like to, That's I like right. to hang out with people. Uh, I like to hear other people's stories. Uh, and I'll definitely be touring around a lot this year. Uh, okay. So, as, you know, as we mentioned earlier, uh, I'll be in Vegas next week, Clearwater okay. this weekend. Uh, uh, I think I'm currently registered for about 20 tournaments thus far. So... For sure. 
Uh, okay. I'll be in Kansas. If you're going to be in Kansas, uh, I'll be there um, in April uh, for the uh, the national for... event there. Yeah. Uh, Emporia. I won't be there on the weekend. I'm not playing in the 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 major in the tournament, but I'm playing in like 15 of the uh, the C tier tournaments taking place there. Okay. Uh, that week, so I think I play like three tournaments each day. Uh, oh my! Start, yeah, do the flex in the morning and then the uh, one in the afternoon. Uh, but I've got another. I've got another event. I have to be at that weekend, so I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't play in the uh, the major event, but I definitely wanted to get out there. And okay. Yeah, those sideline activities are the m- more fun than the real deal, anyway. So you're not gonna miss anything yeah. there, man. That's good stuff. And Austin, you're going to come out for GBO, right? Yeah, that's the plan. You know, I mean, that's a pretty easy trip for me, actually. And, and uh, well, I mean, it's not that far compared to you guys, and I can actually drive then. So, yeah, that is definitely the plan. And then the plan would also to, you know, be doing some live uh, broadcasting, you know, get everybody together in one place. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, actually. I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be great. Be very, yeah. very cool. I'm stoked for that one. Can't beat yeah. that for sure. Very good. Very good. Cool. Sorry. That's sorry about stuff. this uh, connection situation, guys. I've officially driven all the way back into civilization now, so we shouldn't have any problems at this point. <laughs> well, and I was telling I was telling Lloyd, you know, we could cut it here and I'll figure out how to like stitch it back together and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, I know. Yeah, I know you're a pro and you'll get it figured out. And even if we don't get it figured out, people will just appreciate it for the fact that we're just trying. <laughs> well, that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, it, we, you know, figure out the bugs, keep a consistent schedule, and, you know, it's all good. I mean, that's right. That's right. It, it, it's all good. It's just fun to talk to you. Uh, it's been fun to talk to uh, you, Lloyd, today. I appreciate you calling in. So, yeah, no, no problem. We'll, we'll get it figured out, man. This has actually been an exciting week, Tyler, you know, with uh, the podcast getting on the different um, uh, sites. You know, we're on, I think, about seven sites. Uh, uh, you know, podcasting platforms. Uh, finally got on Apple, which feels great. Um, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify. Yep. Stitcher. I just got one this morning that you know, Overcast. So no, this is a lot of fun being able to get this yeah. uh, get this out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gentlemen. Well, hey, um, you know, we can let Lloyd jump off if he wants to. Lloyd, do you just want to give everybody real quick a snapshot of your uh, social so they can kind of keep up with with what you're doing as the most interesting man in the world in training. Uh, yeah, sure. There is a there's a website. It's online right now uh, for the disc golf stuff of the Lloyd of the Rings dot com. It's not very okay. well updated yet, uh, but uh, it will be here shortly. Um, and then uh, Instagram is oh, praise the Lloyd. So like oh, praise the Lloyd. Two L's. The, you got two L's. Yeah, two L's. Yeah. That's great, man. So cool. Um, the, no, no Twitters, ju- you just on the grams, just the. Tw- uh... Yeah, there's something on Twitter, but I never use it. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. You know, Instagram's the best spot. So many, yeah. The, you, know, you can find me somewhere on Tinder, I think, too. If you, Look you... out, ladies. Oh, hey. <laughs> Look out, guys. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. That's um, great. And then, of course, the you know the book of faces. Uh, uh, you know, Lloyd Wema. Uh, there's a there's like a fan page from years ago uh, when I was more of a burpee guy, but you know, uh, more of a burpee uh, guy. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Not yeah, these the days, cool. though. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I mean, I have a, you know, I have a personal Facebook page. I, I don't mind. Uh, uh, I think I've got a few uh, uh, Facebook friend uh, openings still. So I usually don't just accept anybody. I want to have met you uh, once in a while, but uh, I can be found out there. Cool. That's awesome. Well, Lloyd, we really appreciate you coming on. When Austin said he was reaching out to you to try to get you to come on the show, uh, I was stoked because obviously, you know, I'm, I, my life is my life to me, and Austin tells me how weird it is. But when I met you, I was like, this guy is awesome. I'm just like, I, <laughs> you know, we're all living our lives, but your life was really interesting, and I'm stoked that you could come on and uh, just kind of let everybody know what you're up to and how they can just kind of expand their horizons too, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Thanks, I'm Lloyd. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to hanging out with you tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, it's gonna Florida. be huge. We're gonna have a great there, time. So. Should be a good time. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll bring uh, a couple of couple of gifts with me for Ooh. for you guys. <laughs> that would be cool. Bring some stickers, man. We're gonna have a big crowd. I anticipate we'll have hundred people, so it'll be a big show. All right. Well, yeah. Consider it done. I'll I'll, I'll bring some stuff for the kids. Very cool, man. Lloyd, that's great, man. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow, this weekend, and uh, just out there on the socials. All right, sweet. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Lloyd. Talk to you later. All right, later. (laughs) Now, Tyler, did you get that, uh, the sup? Did did you handle that transaction? No, no, I turned around, (laughs) like. Like when when I first went robot mode on you guys, I had just yeah. turned off the highway down towards where that guy's office was, and okay. so I turned back around and then started driving back towards Destin. And um, okay. I was sitting in Walmart just talking to you guys for a long time. I tell his stories, and then it started dropping out again. So I just oh, start, you weren't even moving. Yeah, I, I I am now officially like I'm in San Destin. Like I turned around and just drove all the way back into town. So oh my. Yeah, but that's fine. That's all good, man. That was awesome, dude. I, you know, you had told me you were going to reach out to Lloyd and that Lloyd was interested, but I didn't know he was coming on today. That was a big surprise. Very exciting. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. Like, like I, you know, I, he, he had expressed interest. And so I sent him a link and everything. And so last I talked to him was yesterday, right? I said, hey, do you have time for a call tomorrow? He said, well, uh, you know, disaster relief. But yeah, he probably had some time. So it was one of those that I actually didn't confirm until I was sitting, sitting here like an hour ago, you know, and, and, you know, kind of just getting ready for the day. So, so no, that was really neat that, uh, that he was able to connect and, you know, share his story. So I thought as far as, you know, our first, uh, guest call in, I thought that went okay. You know, learn some things. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I will give us, I will give us, eight out of 10 marks for a good interview. Cause I had no idea he was coming on. So I had nothing prepared. It was just, uh, it was just pure excitement. And, um, you know, just, just Lloyd being Lloyd. What an, what a great dude. Just interesting story. I mean, the fact that he has had a PDGA number since the late nineties and, um, just, just is out there playing open is huge. Dude. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. No, Most people would not subject themselves to those kinds of beatings, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he is just out there living it, man. I love it. I really like his story. And, I, and like he talked about some of the haters, they're just people that don't know his story, man. So I just, I hope that, you know, everyone in life just, you know, we, we live in this kind of society where snap judgments and judgments in general are probably a little bit more hasty than they should be. So just giving, slowing down and 
learning somebody's story is, is pretty cool. So hopefully that kind of helps bring some light to Lloyd's story there. And that's all, that's all we're doing here. You know, I mean, you know, you got a story to tell as, as the hardest working disc man in golf. Um, I've got a story to tell, but I'm really concerned about telling your story. And then, yeah, there's a lot of uh, stories out there, man. And I thought today was a pretty good, uh, a pretty good one. Dude, this, yeah. this thing has just been getting more and more fun. I'll tell you what, you know. It really is. Um, it really is. I don't know. Very cool. I, 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 I feel like ever since we hit publish, this has taken on this whole new life, you know, and just the fact that it's out there, uh, you know, people can, people can access it. And that might be later this afternoon. It might be 10 years down the road. That's the other interesting thing i think of this you know it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's fun being able to get it out there man it's really absolutely neat. dude really really absolutely. neat yeah so tell me this um you got your computer handy i do yeah open up the uh, anchor fm analytics let's see if, how how many uh, listens we got for last week because we, we had seven we had we had seven prior to uh you know two weeks ago but did we did we get 14 last week? Oh no, we ended up uh we did pretty good. We ended up with uh about 20 listens ultimately. That's um, great. And we yeah. like in, and we didn't move into uh you know like more more listeners, you know, more or platforms until the very end of the week. So that's that's exciting, man. No, it really was. Um like I said, I think I think we're on 7 or 8 of the sites. Okay, so here here's some stats for you. 52 plays all time. I mean, we've only got two out there. So they split it up 26 per episode. Um, and it looks like, uh, so our first, our first, you know, show 22 plays and our second show 30 plays. And I imagine this will do 40. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. how well, could it now not? Now we're on all the platforms for people to. You know, does it show if, if we have any subscribers or anything like that? Or is that like you have to do that? Uh, let's see. You know. Through Apple. Like, you know, I don't know how you – maybe you have to go oh, to Apple to see if your show has subscribers. And that yeah. Kind of no. Well, that gives me a, something else to think about. So, no, all I'm seeing here so, – so most people are accessing this through the Anchor app. We've got 20 people that have found this on the uh, Apple podcasting app. We are cool. available on nine platforms just to go ahead and – and clarify yeah. that. Are they listed right there? Can you just go and yeah. rattle off for folks that are listening the, and maybe they wish that? Yeah. Let's see here. Let me try to get into that. Um, available. You know, and I'll, as you're looking at that, I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this to get out there. And, and like I kind of mentioned earlier, if there's somebody, if somebody has a question, they can message, you know, message us probably through the Anchor app. I think Anchor, I was listening to a, a YouTube video yep. the other day. I think yep. they maybe have like you can just automatically like use voice through the Anchor app if you're listening, you know, using the app itself. No, so you're you a- ask questions. You're you absolutely right. So people can leave voice messages. Uh, so if anybody's listening, I mean, and you want to leave a voice message, you want to leave a question, comment, concern, seven two zero three seven 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 four seven five. Go ahead and leave a message, and we can incorporate that into the show. And you're absolutely right. Uh, as far as the podcasts, obviously Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher are the different platforms that you can that we can be found on. And that's exciting, man. I was reading an article about Google Podcasts and how Google's, you know, they're looking to give Apple a run for the money 
plus expose all those Android users to the same kind of easy access that us Apple users have known for a decade now. Yeah, that we just assume. That yeah. Kind of, that's it. That's great. Um, yeah. That's great. That's really great. That's, that's what really I'm great. thinking. So, very cool. Very cool. That's, yeah, I mean, dude. That's awesome. So I need to know, I mean, we've just been, we haven't even gotten into anything yet. So your weekend, your your week, like how did it go? What happened? Did it, weather turn around? Like when we left last week, Denver was cold and you hadn't done any tours because it was just nasty and like, has the, any change in that yet? Or is it still no. just February, just grinding through February? Yeah, really. It's it's really just grinding through. The air's been cold. It's it's cold outside. The snow's been hanging around because the air is so cold. The streets are clear. The sun's out. But that cold air, and for, you know, the millions that don't know, uh, February is the coldest month here in Colorado. Um, it's not that bad, you know. There's certainly other places that... Uh, get colder but yeah it's just been cold and the tours have kind of dried up now i do have a tour on friday i'm looking forward to that uh, a couple of people booked so you know getting a little bit of stuff but really waiting for march we got spring breaks coming up um but yeah it's actually just been kind of a a slow week but it was slow enough that it gave me ample time to do a lot of research honestly about some of this podcasting stuff tips and tricks um learning buzzwords you know just trying to figure it out yeah and i mean we've never we've never said this either if anyone ever wanted to book a, a city tour with you uh right now you're using the airbnb platform is that all that you're that where that's available yeah you know i but i i look at it i i'm kind of looking at it in a in a in a way and watching or remembering how you were doing things right so you would show up and you were representing you know dynamic discs but there was all kinds of ways, you know, people could access, you know, they could send you money through PayPal or Venmo or the cash app or, um, you know, all these different ways. So, yeah, you can find me officially at Airbnb experiences. Uh, the tour is Denver's downtown Denver's best walking tour is what it is. But, you know, if if I was just on the street, I'd also be able to say, hey, you know, just let's go on tour and it starts at nine o'clock. And if you want to pay me through PayPal. And so that's a long-winded answer, but um, but yeah, the official booking site that I use right now is Airbnb Experiences. Very cool. See, and that's I didn't even know that existed until you and I hooked up in January. So for everybody out there, maybe you just want to if you're not in Denver, but if, if that you know check that platform out. There's a lot more on there than what I knew there was. So it's pretty cool. Well, it really is, and it's given people like me. I I, I mean, this is a whole new lease on life. You know, for me being involved in tourism, uh, to to be able to offer my own tours, my own experiences. And I've actually got a couple of ideas that I'm working up, um, you know, to be part of what I do. It's it's really just been a huge game changer. And so I can't thank Airbnb enough for what they do and what they've provided uh, small independent tour and experience operators like myself. So yeah, I'm really awesome. thankful, man. It's It's really cool. So, yep. Got a couple of tours on Friday, and, you know, we'll go from there. Super cool. Yeah, well, my, my week's a little bit, you know, it's not in limbo, but it, there's still a little to be a story to be uh, to be written for the end of the week. So we've got, uh, you know, Paige Bierkus, 2018 world champion, Paige Bierkus, who Lloyd was referencing. He was watching her win that world championship. Yep. Uh, Paige is coming to town with uh, Grady tomorrow. Well, they have, they'll get in tonight. They're going to practice over in Jacksonville this morning, and then they're heading over. Uh, we'll do our event tomorrow. It's going to be huge, absolutely huge. And then um, 
we'll go from there. We'll go, uh, I'll, I'll make my way to St. Pete on Thursday and roll down there for the Gulf Coast uh, Charity Open. And we'll have a big turnout for that one as well. I mean, the, the tournament itself is big, but the Flex Friday event that I'll be hosting on Friday, I expect to have a good numbers um, there for sure. I think we're already over 25 pre-reg, which is the biggest pre-reg I've ever had for a Flex Start event. So that's, that's awesome. Excited about that. And um, then Saturday and Sunday, I'll hang out and help Cameron and, you know, Jen and Doug Cash and just the whole, you know, Danielle, the tournament staff, just make this tournament be the best tournament it can be. It's a, an A tier, which is a, a new one for Cameron. That's great. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, then Sunday, this is where it kind of gets curvy. Uh, Sunday, I'm like my buddy Bane, uh, Bane Privet from uh, Privet Outdoors. He, uh, he and I do the paddleboard stuff together. Oh, okay. He's been in Florida now for about two weeks, just calling on accounts, doing promotional shoots for uh, some of his different lines and that kind of thing, you know, meeting with people. And he is right now on the Peace River doing a, a paddle trip, an overnight trip. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to learn more about the Peace River, I did a three-part uh, vlog on that on YouTube last year. He and I, just like one year ago, you know, a week or so ago, did the Peace. So he's going down the Peace right now. Uh, beautiful river, a lot of thousands and thousands of alligators that we saw which is a lot cool and um but yeah he's on the piece and then he's gonna come help me this weekend in st pete uh, much the way you did probably not as much window cleaning but you know he'll be he'll be there and sure then uh he and i may go paddle the swanee or the hillsborough river it kind of depends on the water levels um but that's i'm soaked on that if we do swanee it's an, it's a we'll do an overnight multi-night trip if we do the hillsborough there's no camping along the river but we'll do a day trip but if that just were to fall through because the rivers are too high, uh, my son is heading down to Orlando with the youth group with church, and they're going to do Universal and all you know, do some uh, oh. do some worship learning, and um, but I could pick him up Monday morning because they're just having breakfast and driving home. But so if my paddle trip falls through, I may just go to Orlando, pick him up first thing Monday morning. We hit the parks, you know, and then uh, we come on home. So it could be pretty okay. cool. Either way, it's going to be an adventure. We're looking, so we'll have a story to tell on Tuesday. There's no doubt about that. Well, I imagine, I mean, you know, you got so many stories to tell. You meet so many people. You see so many things. So uh, I believe that. I I believe that, man. Me too. Time to go buy a paddleboard. Do some supping. That's right. What's up? You know it. (laughs) You know it. You know it, man. I mean, Uh... I was, I was, um, I almost didn't tell my wife I was coming to buy this, this paddleboard. Well, she's going to listen to this. So this is, I just outed myself. Sorry, honey. I love you. Um, but I almost didn't tell her because I was going to buy this thing. I was going to sneak it on the RV. So the next time you were there, we'd have two, two inflatables ready to go. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but the cat's out of the bag. I'm, I'm going to flip it. And I kind of think I might've ordered another one from pal Hana. Um, so I might have another inflatable coming anyhow, but that's it, man. So um, I think you re- you got anything you need to add to this week's, uh, updates no uh no uh-uh. the only thing is that i can hear your blinker <laughs> it's blinking i turn it yeah, off i'll, I'll sign sure. off without the blinker on the um, that is so funny no um, no no just happy man just me, feeling good feeling good feeling positive and uh yeah me too me too all right so everybody um check austin out airbnb he has currently disabled his socials i'm gonna talk to him more about that so we get those turned back on and, yeah, um, that's right. And um, you can follow me at Ty Discs um, on Instagram and Twitter. I'm much like Lloyd. I don't I don't follow the Twitter that much, but I do post to it. If you're a Twitter mm-hmm. person, my my uh, it, it stuff goes up there. And then Facebook, of course. I've got the uh, 
the Tyler Sorrell. You can find that at TyDiscs and TyDiscs.com if you need disc golf stuff. Nice. Hardest working man in disc golf, ladies and gentlemen. Trying. All right, man. We love you guys. Talk to you later, man. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll see you later. All right. Peace. All right.